Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me, Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, Heart, Go Planet with your powers combined, he is Nick Bassett. He's our hero. Going to take inflation down to zero. He's our powers magnified. He's fighting on the planet's side. Who is that, Nick Bassett? It is not Kit Lusev. And with me also, he wants to be the very best like no one ever was to catch the Mizzy's real test to train the Mizzy's cause. He will travel across the land, searching far and wide, teaching Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. It's Callan Jones. Welcome, mate. Could could not ask for a better intro. (laughs) So was that Pokemon? Uh, yes, it was. Yep. Oh, he's got a he's got a little squirtle there, captive. Yep. <laughs> captive. Yep. Is that is that is that your starter? Is that your starter of choice? Yeah, that was the OG starter. That's the starter of choice. Everyone likes Charmander, but I'm a I'm a squirtle person. Squirtle's the bomb. Mm. Yeah. I'd, Plus, it evolves I'd, into I'd Blastoise, switch. and Blastoise has cannons. So Charizard doesn't have cannons. Yeah. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I was looking after <laughs> Kit's kid last week for an hour or so, and he was gave me a good run through of his like two inch thick Pokemon novel of all the characters. So <laughs> and I feel you, educated. Yeah, and did you take all that on board? If we, I, I know who you just mentioned. Oh yes, excellent. Last choice. Excellent. Quite <laughs> the education. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we might have a bit of a quiz for you at the end. I can give you some colors. <laughs> <laughs> okay ah uh, yes i have not touched that um that genre you know very that property in a very long time i must admit <laughs> yeah i, I checked out years ago a week <laughs> is that true <laughs> uh what do you what what is it up to is it moon and stars or is it with the game uh, scarlet and violet Oh, we're back to colors. Violet colors one. Yeah. Okay. And any good? Great gang. Highly recommend. Okay. Sweet ass. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything more than that. No spoilers. Oh, sp- okay. No yeah. spoilers. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, spoilers for this episode are a lot. So strap yourself in. We might have to rush through a fair bit of it to get to the good juicy stuff that's coming. Uh, so we've got the emotions of a hockey puck, new look for the Cleveland's dog pound. Warriors turn the clock back 20 years. Tassie Devils could be in a spin for naming rights. Rainbow features more in women's sport. All the footy Indigenous jerseys have dropped and behind the scenes of Queensland Maroons ahead of the 2023 State of Origin. If you would like to keep up with the visual references in today's show, visit our Instagram page at Field of Design Podcast and look for the episode Highlights Reel. You can find all source articles and reference links via this episode's dedicated page at thefieldofdesign.com. And if you would like to get in touch with us, you can through our Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Right. So... Jerseys that have dropped since our last time we did a uh, new segment on this podcast. We have Adelaide Crows, 
Melbourne Demons, Richmond Tigers, Carlton Blues, GWS Giants, North Melbourne, Collingwood Magpies, Geelong Cats, St Kilda, Brisbane Lions, Essendon, Fremantle, Gold Coast Suns, the Dolphins, Newcastle Knights, Gold Coast Titans, Parramatta Eels, Manly Seagulls, Sydney City Roosters, Cronulla Sharks, Melbourne Storm, Brisbane Broncos, Canterbury Bulldogs, um, and then we will get to talking about New South Wales Blues training and Maroons training too. Uh, we're not going to go and break down all of those. Um, as mentioned, you can go and check out the designated episode page for all of the links and all of the stories. What I will do is head over to you guys for your favourites or any notable thoughts across that entire range. <laughs> Nick? Um, well, the Demons are changing their name to, to Nam again, and it's the first game where both sides... Um, will be playing under their traditional names, the Aboriginal names. So, mm-hmm. Nam, uh, and then uh, Port Adelaide as well, announcing they'd be going under Yata Pulti, which I'm sorry, I'm Kiwi, <laughs> don't know how to <laughs> pronounce it, but um, they'll be going under that. So yeah, first game. That's quite quite a cool initiative. Um, quite like we'll the s- we'll say on the the. The Yoke V on the um, the Melbourne Demons one. I don't mind that they've gone with a, a faded transition rather than a sharp uh, flat lines. I thought that was a nice yeah point of difference. I, I definitely prefer the home where the the red comes out of the chevron rather than the navy on the away. Yes, correct. Yep. Uh, yeah, I Richmond. It's got that away. cool like, go. painted feature. <laughs> Yeah, Same I think R- R- Richmond. Uh, sorry, uh, Melbourne did it last year too. I feel they had a a clash and a home. Seems to be a, starting to be a trend in the AFL now. I think Fremantle. I could be wrong. I think Fremantle was the first one to do it. Maybe two or three years ago, where they actually had a white based Indigenous and a purple based Indigenous, and it seems to have taken off a bit from there. Okay, the, uh, the Lions are doing it this year as well. Yeah, Lions. Um, with that sort of yellow base and then the maroon base on with the blue top section. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal, I think you, you mentioned off air the Essendon one. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I quite like that one. It's just quite striking. The against the black is always a strong color combination, and I think that one, um, just the, the bird that they've got kind of there in the the indigenous design really it's you know jumps out off the off the jersey um yeah, that's quite a quite a nice looking kit they're still going with a more of a charcoal base haven't they than the the solid uh black but i yeah, guess it, it yeah. gives opportunity to feature some more of those other bits of details we on this podcast last year i think gave essendon a bit of a hard time with the black to red fade as well and it looks like whoever's been managing the the design this year has um done a better job of getting rid of a fair bit of that ghosting in the detail of the the black and red fade mm. there yeah mm. that looks fantastic eh? the the fade on that bird have they used the that creative, neckline before? creative way of doing the um creative way of doing the uh sash as well 
just something different. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And um, kudos also also to EssendonFC.com.au. They've actually got like a designated gallery for um, for their jerseys as well, which not many of the teams' pages that we've referenced just then <laughs> do that. Whereas, um, yeah, they've kind of gone a little bit of an extra mile there, Essendon FC, and yeah, got a bit of a um, what 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 what's the correct terminology for that? Um, like a lookbook, which is good. Yeah, always nice when you get the the proper like close up photos rather than just a shop kind of shot. <laughs> yeah, the AFL need to look at that dream t- dream time at the G logo that they've been using on the the chest as well. Um, I think it might be it may only just be Richmond and Essendon that. Uh, feature that logo because I think the dream time at the G is that specific game. But, yeah, I reckon they could probably simplify that a little bit. And is it specific to Indigenous round? Yeah, so the yeah. dream time at the G I think is kind of like where um, the the pinnacle game is, which is generally s which is not generally it is essendon v richmond yeah um and i think it's kind of yeah indigenous round evolved from that over some time and surely it could yeah have a bit more indigenous sort of iconography going on in it yeah or even you know the afl itself just you know changing their logo to be a more mm. indigenous represented logo rather than yeah what this is here yeah uh, yeah, the the Suns are another one who've gone with a clash, home in a clash. Um, mm-hmm. Don't mind the sort of bold yellow on theirs. Uh, and then I think we're all quite fans of the Dolphins, aren't we? Um, Mason, you're saying they're going to be a trilogy f- over the next few years. Yeah, I'm still trying to work out the wording of this one's for me a little bit ambiguous, but it 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 does kind of elude that um this is one of three in in some capacity of what the of the over the next three years the design will feature this but in maybe different ways or different colors um and that might be kind of a sneak peek in some of the collateral that they released when this jersey dropped with the the black um and that kind of gold and the red colors so yeah it's kind of caught my interest a little bit to see what that means for the next next few years another team also that's adopting the traditional um pronunciation uh if i've got it here give me a second boo and boo angan uh which is dolphins in local (laughs) dialect i'm just trying to see there which one it is but it's not mentioned right here what uh, I really like about this jersey too is, is it kind of shows you how like kind of charcoal or black can be well integrated into the Dolphins jersey as well. Like I know that was spoken about a lot kind of initially when that original jersey came out, but the way that they've kind of done that with the black, I think it just kind of gives it something else. And I'm hoping that one of those iterations of the jersey kind of black version with the kind of accent with red and gold, I think that could look really good. 
for sure yeah. i think we have to give the dolphins some credit like obviously they all got they got a bunch of stick for their home and away but uh, i think the home slightly grown on people and in the anzac and indigenous have been you know steps up from from what they've started with yeah couldn't agree more cal you got any more on your radar um I do like if we go moving into the NRL, I do like the um what the Broncos have done with their jersey. I know we mentioned that one off air as well. The um I think that art is really striking. Um usually I'm not a fan of anything with a Broncos logo on it. Um uh, but I've got to say that that <laughs> is a real real standout. Um it, it looks great. Yeah, indigenous artist Casey Coolwell Fisher. Uh, who is returned? Who has returned uh, to do the 2023 jersey after doing the 2022 one? So, is a few even visually a few similarities between this year's and last year's? And I uh, 100% agree with you. I think nearly one of my favourites. I think this year from the 20, 2023 class of Indigenous jerseys in the NRL, I, I quite like those bold, thick lines between some of the artwork at the top, and then um, we're getting the right size um you know right scale with all of the artwork underneath it that's not too large it's not too small it's very organic um in the style of you know traditional um authentic hand-painted indigenous art still need to work on that neckline though asic <clears throat> i think um luke mentioned last week eh, that obviously they're incorporating those Sorry, straight colours as well. Uh, last year and again this year with this one, so mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, it's certainly striking. Another thing to go on with that Brisbane jersey is the Indigenous boots they're going to be wearing for this game. Um, take a look at them uh, in the links when when you can, listeners. Um, some of them look fantastic, and they've been doing this for a little while customized personalized boots in the nfl so cool to see it come down here it's a good point nick um and it's probably actually worth touching on that one a little bit so this is from the broncos.com.au students from the beyond the broncos program across across queensland and northern new south wales will feature heavily in indigenous round in the third year of the tradition 23 brisbane broncos players will wear indigenous designs on their boots hand painted by students in the beyond the broncos program and that link there does kind of have a bit of a story for a lot of the players and their artists there. Um, so a boot's been given to a, a particular individual and they've had the opportunity to paint the boots that those players will be wearing. So great initiative by the Bronx there. Yeah, um, I think that's great. Combine that with the jersey on field too. She's going to look pretty good on game day. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for me, just a few other uh, other ones that I wanted to mention. You, you guys have touched on some of the ones that are in my favourites pile. Uh, we've got the – I actually quite like the Titans one. It's a bit different um, as far as what we've seen from a, an Indigenous creative look, um, not so heavily featuring too many of the, the dot-style artwork but some more different shapes in there. Um, similar vibe to the city magic. What are we calling it? The magic round jersey from yeah, with the yellow uh, top. Yeah, with that more, you know, um, and then and running through to the cyan. 
but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite digging that one. And um, I also then wanted, sticking with league for a second, do a shout out to the Melbourne Storm one. So I think Melbourne, as of late, haven't been doing a fantastic job with their jerseys. Uh, but this one here um, has been designed by great granddaughter of Sir Douglas Nichols, a prominent Yorta Yorta man and legendary Aboriginal AFL player, Kellett's connection to the Melbourne sporting scene runs deeper than her ability to create talking points with with uh, talking points for the wider Australian community to engage and discuss Aboriginal cultures through artwork and education. Um, and so that's Shanae Kellett. But I just, I was really attracted to the, the level of dotted detail in the art. Um, from the images, it appears to all be genuine, not kind of image traced or anything like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just caught my eye. There's a, there's a whole lot of detail that probably does get missed in the sublimation. I think um, some of the bits of text in there and some of the totem animals that are hidden within some of those darker shades. But um, I think that Melbourne have kind of gotten a good one here and, and returned serve on some of their earlier applications this year i haven't actually looked to see how castor are going as far as supplying um but um yeah hopefully fans are able to get their hands on this one prior to the round actually taking place some of those mm. shades of purple are awesome eh? yeah very vibrant yeah um and the last one that i kind of just wanted to touch on which is probably in my mind like the biggest um change of a of a a team is the saint kilda football club who have switched out their white for yellow uh for their 2023 indigenous jersey and um it's not the first time that they've kind of gone with the yellow i think fans of it will know that they've used it several times in the past and in fact uh, St Kilda have added a, an additional article in their um, collection of news articles online over the past fortnight to showcase how the yellow has been incorporated in the past. But this one is designed by Indigenous artist Jade Kennedy of the Noongar Nation um, and the Guernsey represents the Yawa uh, or the journey of the club and its First Nations players and their families. So striking um, point of difference I think with this jersey um, adopting not only the First Nations colours but also um, tying back to earlier times of St Kilda. Yeah, as we were talking about the Dolphins one, I sort of, my mind went to this one with that gold, red and black look and um, no, that gold really is a big change for them in terms of how vibrant it makes the jersey look. So, Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good to see it out on field, actually. I think because it's not um, there's not no teams coming to mind at the moment that kind of uses those colours. I could be completely wrong <laughs> with a mind blank right now, but yeah, um, yeah, cool. It's good to see the the flags back on everything as well. <sighs> yes. <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's a story in itself. That one, isn't it? 
Uh, all right. So jumping away from in Indigenous for a moment, we'll come back to it. But uh, this is from warriors.kiwi. Uh, just a glimpse of the jersey is enough. It instantly shouts 2003. And now 20 years on, the strip has been remastered as the one New Zealand Warriors 2023 heritage jersey to be worn fittingly in the club's historic first match against the competition's newcomers, the Dolphins, at Mount Smart Stadium on Saturday, June three in its home and away forms the 2003 jersey is oh indeliberately indeliberately what the heck is that word associated indelibly <laughs> jesus uh associated with one of the greatest seasons in the club's existence Following on from the momentous main grand final appearance in 2002, the black and silver jersey was beloved for its simplicity, including the distinctive collar. Nook, our resident Kiwi. Yeah, that was a fun team to watch, the uh, 0203 Warriors. Um, one of the most like park footy teams probably ever in the NRL. Um, <laughs> so fond memories of, of those jerseys. Um, Ali Lawatiti, Stacey Jones, and the guys. Um, but yeah, I don't. I know this jersey's been loved online, and it, it's cool to see the black and grey come back. I'm a big fan of the the blue, red, and green. So stick with that for your your home warriors. But um, yeah, black and grey every so often. Why not uh, retro collar? Um, but there's just something for me that's slightly off about the chevron. I don't know. Maybe that it's the fact that it doesn't end in a point like the original or something about the way it curves, the curves just slightly off for me. I don't know. Yeah. When you look at the photos, it's not, it's not exactly the same, is it? Yeah. I can't put my finger on why, but yeah, I saw a, I saw a photo comparing the original side by side to this one. And yeah, there were certain curves on the sleeve and stuff like that, which didn't match up 100%. Um, and it's hard to, you know, given that that older jersey was probably a much looser fit. And, um, you More know, but I, I, yeah, yeah. I think that they've done well to kind of keep it as true as possible. Um, yeah, it, it does look great. It kind of takes me back to the old uh, Stacey Jones Rugby League Live days on the yeah, original yeah. xbox <laughs> um but uh yeah no it looks um i think it looks a treat and uh, yeah. props props to puma for pulling that one out i think um sold out already isn't it so well uh, definitely gone well with fans uh hopefully they do a, a second run sure they will if it's sold out yeah there's nothing that talks more than money <laughs> except maybe me yeah, you took, with the 11 pages of... <laughs> running I'm just looking, I just found a picture of Stacey Jones wearing a reverse of that one as well with the silver being dominant and black. Yeah. That looks that looks nice too. Yeah, that... Um, oh, you'll have to watch the highlights of the 03 game against the Broncos um, in that silver base with the black V. Yeah, uh, the, the tries the Warriors scored in that game was crazy. There's like overhead passes and shit, and <laughs> just everything going on. I'm sure you've uh, got it saved as a, a shortcut on your YouTube. I could find Thanks, it quickly. <laughs> um, and then that season, um, interesting as well. They wore a a black and silver hooped jersey. 
Um, yeah, okay. Only, only once it was ever worn, but um, that's a classic as well. So let's stick with jerseys for a second before we move on to the other stuff. Uh, and I'm going to pile these together because I know you'll love that. New South Wales Blues Indigenous Training Jersey. <laughs> and I'm getting some looks. And the Queensland Maroons <laughs> Indigenous Training Jersey. Uh, in standard New South Wales Blues fashion, there's actually no article that I can find specifically to uh, detail too much about it. But uh, the 2023 um, Queensland Maroons Indigenous Jersey is a special one from qrl.com.au, designed by former rugby league player and artist Sid Domic in collaboration with former origin great 152 Greg Inglis. It weaves together two of the oldest cultures in the world. Callum. I can talk to this one if you want. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> Let him go. Um, yeah, no, this was a good initiative, uh, great initiative by us. We kind of um, wanted uh, a jersey for a former origin great to kind of put their stamp on it a little bit. Um, so we spoke to GI about uh, finding an artist to kind of replicate a vision that he has for a jersey um, and what you see there is kind of what we ended up with. Uh, so we had uh, Sid Domic uh, in Rocky kind of put together a piece of art for us uh, that came on a massive canvas. Um, we then, for those playing at home that want to know the full process, scan that in as a high-res scan, converted it to a vector format, and then made adjustments to it to to kind of fit the jersey and fit sponsors around it and, and those kind of things. But um, I think the end product kind of looks a treat. Um, something very different to previous uh, Indigenous jerseys that we've done before mm. as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good thing, giving it a little bit of a different treatment. And, um, yeah, it's good to see that the Blues are doing one as well. Um, you know, we've done ours for the last five, six years, but um, I think it's great that they're uh, doing one because, you know, it, it's gives them that kind of little bit of extra, um, uh, I guess, exposure in, in those communities and that kind of stuff, um, which ultimately is is the aim of these jerseys, right, to to get that Indigenous messaging out there. And, uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think even that one looks great, even though it is a blue jersey. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I will, will mention as well that... Uh, through the collaboration with uh, GI, um, where basically uh, I think 5% of the sales on maroonshop.com, little plug, um, yeah. go to the uh, Goanna Academy, which is GI's academy as well. So um, that's a that's a good kind of reason to, to jump in and grab one. Yeah, awesome. Well, we can include the links on that too in the... Um on the episode page and to be fair to the blues a little bit here there is actually a link there um latrell, latrell mitchell josh adokar and jack whiten have given the seal of approval to the westpac new south wales blues first indigenous themed training jersey uh which was designed by indigenous artist darren dunn um the trio were consulted about the jersey which features the art home country created specifically for new south wales rugby league so there was a bit there uh okay let's step away from jerseys for a little while um some other items that we've got here outside of the football space so this is from commonwealthgames.com.au homegrown sports brand valor has been confirmed as official sports apparel partner for the trinbago 2023 
that's Trinidad and Tobago, but I don't know why they're calling it that. But anyway, um, the appointment marks Val's first collaboration with the Australian Commonwealth Games team and extends on their existing successful presence as official apparel and uniform partners with high performance partners, including New South Wales Institute of Sport and several state sporting organisations. Uh, so that's a good one from my team down south in New South Wales. Great work from them. Uh, and I think that there's more kind of to come from the creative space in that soon. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you will have no doubt heard that AFL are getting another team in Tasmania. Um, and at the moment, front runner for that team is the Devils. But uh, according to lawyers, they could be in with a fight, the AFL could be exposed to a costly lawsuit if new Tasmanian team's logo even remotely resembles the Looney Tunes cartoon character Taz, the Tasmanian devil <laughs> lawyers have warned. Tasmania was formally granted the 19th AFL team license on Wednesday, 3rd May, after being unanimously endorsed by the existing 18 clubs. Whilst team name is yet to be announced, um, in making the announcement, outgoing AFL Chief Executive Gillen McLaughlin gave his backing to use the nickname Devils. The AFL has already registered trademarks for Tassie Devils and Tasmania Devils with final decisions expected in mid-July. We'll see. Um, I, I, I kind of think it's got to be Devils, right? There's not really, unless they want to take on the Jack Jumper's name as well. <laughs> is there a Tigers in AFL? There is, yes, Richmond. Okay. Oh, yes, yep. of course. Yep. So I, I, I think the writing's on the wall, really. I think the, um, the Pathways team is the Devils. It's, it's kind of going to happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm all it for it. It has to be, I'm, right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just hoping it's green, mate. Give us a green-coloured team. <laughs> Your favourite colour for sports. Yeah. This is from firebirds.net.au, created by official apparel partner Valor Sport. The Queensland Firebirds proudly ran out in not just the purple but rainbow as well. The Firebirds warm-up tee and the fan merchandise tees featured an epic rainbow gradient for pride round, surrounded oh, – actually, it's inclusive round um, – su surrounded by purple, a true reflection of the work both Netball Queensland and the Firebirds do to create an inclusive, diverse space to work, play and thrive. Uh, the team also wore rainbow bibs in support of the LGBTQ plus community. Since pioneering the first Pride match in 2020, the Firebirds and Magpies have continued their tradition for the third consecutive season with the league now adopting the inclusive round. Sticking with the Pride theme for a minute here, this is from theguardian.com. The chief, chief executive of Football Australia has told the Observer that he is pretty confident and optimistic rainbow armbands will be allowed for the Women's World Cup after holding talks with FIFA in a highly significant development. James Johnson said that there had been meaningful dialogue between the hosts and football governing body that will, it was likely to lead to players having greater ability to express themselves. This is following on from last year's Men's World Cup, right, where the uh, one, yeah. one Love armbands were kind of stamped out and I think a few players protested in their own ways but might get a different result down here. Um, Callan, you might be interested in this one, mate, as a fan of ice hockey. So this is from IIHF.com. The 2024 
I International Ice Hockey Ice Hockey World Championships Organizing Committee ran a press conference to launch the official event logo. An important part of the press conference was also the presentation of the graphic identity, which differs intrinsically from the previous IIHF Ice Hockey Championships. At previous Ice Hockey World Championships, the logo was created as a separate element from the rest of the event look and feel for 2024 in Prague and Ostrava. The design was created where the logo is the inspiration for the entire identity of the event. As a as demonstrated in the identity concept, the puck will play a main role. The puck is the physical heart of ice hockey and metaphorically. So are the fans and their emotions. At the same time, the whole country of the Czech Republic will become the heart of hockey world for three weeks. The logo is a combination of the puck and all the possible emotion, emotions associated with hockey. Um, I really actually dig this. I think it's something very different to what we have seen from international or, or national organization events for quite some time. It's a real throwback, eh? Yeah. I definitely like that sort of 70s, 80s FIFA vibe to me. I don't know why. I don't have a reference point for that, but I think it's nah. definitely old school. Like, yeah, yeah. I love it. I uh, think they've done really yeah. well here. Yeah. Is it all the emotions though? Like that's what I want to know. It's covering um, all the emotions of. Which I ones are the you. ones where you drop gloves? <laughs> well, there's no, there's no one there with a black eye or a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the smiley one should also be missing a couple of teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. I've definitely, as when I was watching my Maple Leafs on the weekend lose, I definitely went through most of those emotions. Um, yeah. <laughs> so even even the ref blowing the whistle one, I think that one's great. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to get Craig to drop in some background music here. Let's go through these emotions. Cal, why don't you start us off top left? What emotion are we experiencing at an ice hockey match here? Um, that is laughter, happiness that you're up. 8-2 um, <laughs> in the third period. <laughs> yeah. And the next one across on the right. The next one is, oh, that's your standard player, game face. <laughs> yeah. And the next one? Next one's joy for, for hockey. I'm just, <laughs> oh, I don't know 20, where I'm getting this from. 22-year-old <laughs> yeah. female fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go down one. What's happening there? Oh, you just watched a big hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no punch-ons. Is it no Wayne? Punch-ons. Is, is it Wayne Gretzky? Is that an ice hockey player? Yeah, yeah, the great one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could that be the sunglasses one? Do you reckon? Oh, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And uh, what you're saying is your emotions—the bottom right one after the maples. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, still uh still feeling that one, but uh, <laughs> probably not near as much as uh, most people in Toronto or Canada are, but um, yeah, it was unhappy on Saturday. The second last one could be someone being punched in the gut. Yep. That, that could be your emotion for that one, yep. so there we go. <laughs> Mason, so our, uh, our, our yes. favourite Seattle crack and also... Got eliminated four three. Uh, they did round two of the playoffs. Yes, they, they made did. the playoffs, which is a step up for them. So yeah, 
No, well, I was, no I was who... for the Kraken, so we were going for those <laughs> as a backup to the Leafs. And uh, yeah, we, we're are... not good at choosing teams, by the looks <laughs> Cursed. Go Cursed Vegas. Uh, okay, let's stick in that side of the globe for a little bit longer. This is um, Cleveland Browns. The NFL's Cleveland Browns are holding an open contest with four club seats as the prize for the winner to redesign the logo for the Dog Pound, the official fan section behind the east end zone of Cleveland Browns Stadium. The link included here showcases all of the um, submitted entries so far with uh, some pretty pretty cool ones, some pretty interesting ones. Uh, a lot of people adopting the, the kind of stripe onto the, the dog head, but if you're looking for some inspiration or keen to submit yourself, by all means, head to the link and, and pop one up. My personal favourite is the blatant rip-off of the AFL Western Bulldogs logo just adopted into the <laughs> Cleveland Brown colours. Which number is that? Oh, mate, just keep scrolling. Just I, keep scrolling. I got caught scrolling for a long time. Yeah, when 20, I am. <laughs> 21's cool. Yeah. It, it won't make it because it's kind of too intense, but fuck, that's cool. Um, 21 where is the where where are the numbers bottom right of each square it ranks them. the rank oh okay all right yeah 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 uh yeah 21 i like 14 such detail in these though right yeah i actually yeah, I, i've been following this online for a little while uh i follow some of the designers on instagram um the cool one about that first one ranked number one um on the neck there you can actually see a c l e Ah, uh, yeah. Cleveland, nice. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those hidden things, mate. That's what yep, gets them across the line. Yeah. All right. I'm going to swing it over to you now for our last three noteworthy news notes. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess it's time for some football chat if, if you're throwing to me so um juventus have released their 2023 24 home kit um i like it i like gone it. with their obviously their black and white stripes but with that little bit of a zebra texture going through it and then some very overpowering yellow trim um <laughs> <laughs> yeah the yellow down the sides the adidas stripes uh the back is black as well with like full black um with i think yellow trim as well um full black bit, on the back bit too much yellow for me in this one um but i i do like the textured zebra stripes uh, i think those are cool and then they're stuck with the like electric lightning jeep logo as well i was just about to mention that that yes the yellow is an overpowering yes there's three stripes on the shoulders fuck now but what is with Jeep insisting on this lightning sponsor? They've Why? got an electric car out, mate. You've got I to show that somehow. Yeah. Electricity. <laughs> is, it powered, <laughs> is it powered by Thunderbolts? Is that what it's powered by? 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's your reference. Now. <laughs> 88 miles. Oh, that's yeah, 88. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't watched that movie in a while. Classic, best trilogy of all time. Fight me any listeners. 
Uh, his address is listed in the uh, episode links if you would like. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I absolutely dig it. I I love this. Uh, again, the, there's, you're right, too much yellow, unnecessary yellow stripes on the shoulders. Um, Just make them white. Yeah, or get rid of them altogether. Probably don't need that top level of piping along the, the neckline, that yellow yeah, good portion, portion of the tab. But uh, overall, mm, I'm a fan. Yeah, the striping themselves is a cool change for them um, after their triangle sort of design. So a couple of years in a row now without the solid block lines. Yeah, just don't let Collingwood see it. Yeah, they'll get a bit angry. No prison bars for Juventus. <laughs> Who were originally pink, actually. Yep, which I think go back and listen to episode an earlier episode. Yeah, we talk about that, don't we? Yeah. Uh, another one, Mason, you'll like this one. Dortmund, who we spoke about this a few months back. Um, competition, yeah. Competition to design their home jersey for 23-24, and that has been announced and chosen. Um, scroll down far enough, and you can see the nine designs that were up for vote. Um, and they probably got the best one of the, the nine, I'd say. Um, but yeah, yellow um, with a black sort of bottom half, the stadium sort of kind of rendered in there. Yeah, rendered in there. Um, the the stadium is a big part of the Dortmund culture and the yellow wall at one end. So um, yeah, I'm sure this will be a hit with Dortmund fans. The, okay. You know, my thoughts on off-color crewnecks, I think that's unnecessary, but um yeah, I think it's the best of the nine available there. And good yeah. to see they've actually stuck with it pretty faithfully. Yeah. Yeah, without, yeah, as you said, knowing like the the importance of the stadium and everything else, I think I'm at the time voted for number two. I quite liked what that one kind of, where that one kind of ended up. But yeah, I think the kind of the bottom black portion that, then goes into the shorts works well i like a good sleeve cuff i don't have a problem with the neckline but i can see your point there too just speaking of that neckline um liverpool have also released their 2023 24 home kit sorry to spring you guys on this one but search that one up quickly <laughs> but <laughs> there were so many pages not allowed here give me two seconds to throw this link in Oh, no, I've got rid of the run sheet as well. This is amateur <laughs> stuff going on here. How did we last 56 episodes? Okay, it's coming. Here we go. It's in the, hey, look at this design segment. Oh, fuck, I have to scroll 11 pages. Okay. <laughs> Hit space. There Thank you go. You. Cool. Um, yep, so it's a red shirt with terrible... Crew neck, white collar, and sleeve cuffs. Rubbish, cheap, Liverpool. You don't want it. <laughs> what is the deal with the pants in this publication? Am I missing something uh, here? Do I need to read the words. It's that football fashion rubbish, isn't it? It's like <laughs> <laughs> prominent. Uh, it was a prominent look for the club back in the 60s and 70s. Um, so they've gone with 60s and 70s pants to show that off allegedly okay. have you got it cal <laughs> yeah 
I actually like yeah. the texture in that. That's yeah, yeah uh, that's sort of a nice. yeah. Like I wouldn't, I can't. You saying stock Nike temp like texture is a bit of a dumbing it down, but yeah, the the texture of that dry fit is real in, cool in the weave. Yep. Yeah, it's a red shirt with white cuffs and white neck. Yeah, see, this year they had a red shirt with red cuffs, so it's a different. It's a big step. Mind-blowing <laughs> design from Liverpool there. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get my hands on it, to be honest, to have a bit of a feel. Um, mm. Nice little detail on the back there with the 97 on the back of the neck. Yeah, remembering Hillsborough um, and the other one they had. Yeah. Just yeah, the, yeah, the the production photos aren't selling it for me though. <laughs> Definitely looks very tactile though, doesn't it? Like I just want to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've got a PSG one with a similar texture mason, so I'll show you at some point. Okay. Yeah. Uh and then finally Napoli, who we know love a jersey release. Um, yes. They now have thirty six different kits available in retail. Uh, as they've gone and released <laughs> a different jersey with images of every single player in their squad on it. They wanted to wear it in games. Um, Serie A said no, so they had to sort of change it for that, and they ended up wearing them in their title celebrations. Uh, first title for however many years, I think since Maradona was was with them, so back in the 80s. Um. Who in their right mind would say no to this? Like, what a great opportunity to have the players running around with their own faces Faces. on their own jersey. Like, I love it. And this is the team that brought us the... Are you being legit here? Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like, when would we see this again? I think it's great. Like, it's not great, but it's great, right? Like, terribly fantastic? Yeah, like yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, they and the the lips one, eh? Valentine's Day, that's good. Yeah, the lips. Uh, I think there was um, Halloween with the bats there. <laughs> is that what is that like a six pack kind of textured one in there as well? In between the Christmas one and the the bats, it looks like it's a. Oh, I'd have to get a closer up look. Um, I don't actually think I've seen that one. I think it um, is. I think it's like supposed to look like there's a six pack under that shirt. How do you um like search a Napoli kit when they have thirty six for one year? <laughs> like, what do you put in? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great it's a great point. What uh, holiday between Christmas and Halloween? It'll be whatever that one is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Um, no, I I don't like I don't mind the overall design of the the face game kits, but yeah, I wouldn't wear my own face on a shirt. That's for sure. Not yet. But like the the sleeves look good. The the sort of blue bottom half looks cool. Um, the red sponsor, I think that just pops off nicely. So, mm. um, other than wearing your own face, I think they're pretty cool. Line of field <laughs> field of design shirts with your face on it. Yeah, they're Should coming. They're coming. <laughs> I, I'm going to make it my mission before I die to ensure that Nick Bassett at one point has a shirt with a Nick Bassett face on it his own face <laughs> yeah jesus good on napoli good on them we love them 
All right, let's let's actually finally get out of the news segment uh, and on to now. Today, today is the day that the NRL Queensland Maroons State of Origin team is announced. Probably already announced by the time that you're hearing this, but um, to kind of commemorate that, we are going to go a little bit behind the scenes with Cal and get an understanding of what you've been working on in the lead up to State of Origin. Um, and we might look at, you know, work in the jersey space, work in the social space, um, and anything else there that you've got for us. So, where do you want to start? Yeah, well, lots happening at the moment. So, as you said, yes, when people are listening to this, the team hopefully would have been released without issue or leak. Um, <laughs> but we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, basically, um, we are full steam ahead at the moment. Um, heads down, bums up. Um, I was saying to the guys before, literally after this podcast, I'll be jumping back into work to get more stuff done in preparation. Um, from today's date, or the date that you'll be listening to this, we are a week and a half away from game day. Um, mm-hmm. Our women's team play on the Thursday night, um, straight after game one. Um, so yeah, between the two games that we've got coming up, there's, there's a fair bit on. Yeah. So I think let, let's, let's start with say concept ideas for state of origin 2023. When does that start to happen for your team? Yes, that started late last year. So basically, um, we come up with a look and feel and a, and a concept development for, uh, the look of the series and the year kind of moving forward post obviously last year was 2022. So moving into 23, um, basically uh, we kind of come up with a creative concept this year is very much all centered around an eighties look and feel um, that idea was kind of spurred on by the fact that um, this year uh, is the first year that the collar is returning for a little while. Um, yes, we had it in 2020 and that was a kind of heritage jersey to kind of commemorate 40 years. But uh, from this year, we, we plan on having the, the collar kind of stick around for a little bit. So uh, we wanted to commemorate that by taking it back to when the collar was uh, first introduced in the eight, well, first introduced in origin in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have kind of gone a very heavy on that kind of 80s look and I'm talking neon grids, scan lines, chrome text, all those yeah. kind of fun things that you associate with the 80s. Awesome. Yeah. We'll be loving that. <laughs> I, I do love some neons and some 80s looks, yeah. So, yeah, so from what... there... You go. From there, it's basically, um, yeah, kind of once we have the, the concept locked down, kind of implementing that across all our assets from... Um, you know, signage to to social assets and and everything in between. Um, uh, we have just released a mural in Brisbane City as well. Um, the first okay. mural that I've actually ever done. Um, you painted so it. I didn't paint it. I designed yeah. it in Photoshop, and some poor souls had to reimagine my Photoshop um, <laughs> artwork on the side of a wall. Um. But yeah, that came together pretty well. So that looks that looks tops. Is this um, one with Ben Hunt? 
Yeah, Ben Hunt and Taryn Aiken. Um, yep. there. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks great. Um, so, yeah, all where, happening. Where can people find that? Uh, that's in the middle of the valley. Um, so it's basically across the road from McWhirter's Car Park for those that are um, in the know in Brisbane. Um, but, yeah, have a look around the, around the valley. It's not hard to miss. Yeah. And how's the reception for using that? that super chrome 80s theme yeah it's um it's been an interesting one um yeah some of the best feedback i've had has actually come from uh the coach um, yeah <laughs> he was he wasn't a big fan of the uh the script uh script text initially but um yeah i think it's i think it's kind of growing on him a little bit i hope it's growing on him a little bit <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, too late now. Yeah. (laughs) But no, so we've used that um, across like our team rooms and dressing rooms and um, all that kind of stuff as well. So um, even on the side of our bus this year, um, we'll be using that kind of look as well, which which will be a massive standout when you see it rolling down the streets. Yeah. Is that one of the, I think you, when when we had you on, uh originally i think that was like one of your really big projects right is the bus like the bus is actually quite a significant part if i recall yeah yeah so the bus and probably our other signage projects that we have and um anyone that deals with signage around uh rugby league and does dressing rooms and or any sport really does dressing rooms and um the the like uh knows how how big those files are and how big those can be and when you're doing the side of a bus, it can be quite large. Um, I had one of my designers, Sadie, she actually did that one this year. Um, and it's, it's come up a treat and yeah, it's a big project. We actually got it signed off fairly early this year because we kind of knew which way we wanted to take it and, uh, got a bit of a brief from the coach as well, um, as to what he would like the, the bus to look like. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of, put our put our creative spin on it and uh yeah we'll be releasing that in the well in a, in a week's time or you'll probably see it on the news um rolling around yeah so what do you what do you we were talking a little bit in the green room before we hit the the red button but uh what what are you working on at the moment that's kind of keeping you up in the late <laughs> so at the moment so we've just fin- finished um Sydney dressing rooms. We're currently working on the lockers. Uh, oh, sorry, Adelaide dressing rooms. We're currently working on the lockers for Adelaide. Um, Sydney dressing rooms for women have just been completed as well. We're currently doing the lockers for those as well. Um, basically, what's involved with that is um, we have a lot of kind of sponsor uh, commitments which we need to adhere to within each of those dressing rooms um, in terms of placement and making sure they have maximum visibility for TV cameras and all those kind of things. Um, and you get given a map, right? Like you yeah. get given a map from Adelaide Oval or, you know, wherever the stadium is to say, here's where the cameras are placed in the dressing rooms. Here's, uh, what do they call it, in view? Is that, what the, word, yep. is that the correct um, yep. word for it? Yep. So, um, and then from there you go, okay, well, I need to commit to sponsor A being at least four times in view, sponsor B, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yep. So we have basically percentage breakdowns of each partner. Um, which is a requirement in their contracts to appear in the dressing rooms a certain amount of times. Yeah. Um, so we make sure that 
you know, the positions that they're taking up are are those kind of impactful positions that will be seen a lot uh, by the TV cameras and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, then everything else is kind of the stuff we call them feature walls because it allows us an opportunity to kind of put some uh, team messaging on those walls, essentially, um, to kind of um, really get them in the mood and uh, get them ready for the game. So we do a lot of quotes and, and that kind of stuff on those walls and include a lot of our kind of former origin great um, images and, and those kind of things on there. Um, so, yeah, essentially we're given a map from our sign writer um, who goes down. Um, they do both. They do the signs for both the New South Wales and Queensland sheds, as well as all of the kind of NRL signage around the ground as well. Mm -hmm. um, so basically we're given the specs from them, a bit of a map of a layout so we can kind of understand where everything sits. Um, and then we'll go ahead and design it up to the best of our abilities um, and then kind of uh, go from there. So yeah, basically, and the, you know, the beauty of, having multiple stadiums and playing in multiple stadiums across the country is that no two are the same. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, blessing and a curse. Um, but, you know, we've done Brisbane a number of times before. We've done Sydney a number of times before. So we kind of know where things go, what's expected and that kind of thing. So um, we'll make sure that uh, the next cab off the rink, obviously, is game two in Brisbane. So we've got, um, yeah, the dressing rooms to do in Brisbane next. Um, then we've got Sydney to do, obviously, as well. And, um, yeah, the women are playing up in Townsville as well. So given that they've got a two-game series this year as well. So we've got to do some signage for up in Townsville too. Um, so, yeah, makes it makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, the good thing is, so with team rooms, um, those are basically uh, signage pieces that we do for, like, the team spaces when they're in camp um so when they kind of aren't training and you know are sitting in their their uh groups and you know having dinners and those kind of things we want to make sure that they're in a space that kind of feels like a comfortable environment to them and um we kind of moronify that up as much as possible and put a put a lot of kind of messaging around the room and um yeah, some all the stuff that's very kind of team specific, um, and a lot of that is is kind of driven by uh, and in consultation with with the coaches of both the men's and women's team to uh, kind of make sure that we're delivering the right messages to the teams in those spaces as well. What are the applications for those? Like, if you're going and you're staying at such and such hotel or whatever it is, you're not. I imagine you're not wrapping their entire <laughs> rooms with. <laughs> With wallpaper and stuff like that, like is it pull-up banners? Is it what is it? So this year is a little bit different. Last year we had a had a tent set up for the men's camp, um, and we basically wrapped the entire tent in core flute on the in, in, internal walls, mm -hmm. um, and basically hung that from uh, various kind of hanging points around those those tents. Yeah. This year, because um, our first camp. Our camps are in different locations for the men's. Well, not different locations, but different um, different rooms. Uh, we don't have that ability to kind of set that up and just leave that there for the duration of camp. Um, so this year we've kind of done it as 
not pull-ups, but almost like those fabric displays um, that have like really wide feet on them and almost like we use them for media walls a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, just gives it a kind of uh, portability to it and allows us to kind of set it up in any location. So that was the solution we've come up with so that when they're going into these different size spaces, they can kind of set up those however they want in any configuration and still have uh, that kind of environmental signage that really makes them feel like they're in a Maroon fortress, essentially. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll... Do, we do that for both the men's and women's camps as well and have um, even last year with the women's camp, we took over or we had a room at one of the ho the hotel that they were staying in and um, put core flute on all the windows in the hotel and almost blocked it out entirely and kind of had this kind of grand uh, signage piece that was 10 metres long and two, me uh, two and a oh. half metres high within, within that space. So... Um, yeah, it's quite cool when you go into those spaces and you see it all set up, and it's just like this kind of maroon wave <laughs> that kind of comes onto it on you as you kind of walk into those rooms. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and what else is what else is just on the horizon for you before the announcement? Well, we're recording a few days out, but you yep. know, before the announcement next week. So essentially, um, we're in preparation mode at the moment for the announcements. Um, so, well, the, the women's team was announced on on Monday. Um, yep. So we're obviously got the team list at the moment, uh, coordinating uh, efforts with uh, photographers for our media days. Our women's media day is on this coming Saturday and our men's media day will be on on Monday, which is when this will likely be released when after the team's announced. Yep. So once we get those guys in camp, um, we'll basically... Uh, Go into a media day. We've got photographers booked, ready to go. Uh, we'll be on site with those photographers, making sure that uh, when we take the photos of each of the players, you know, sponsors will be able to able to be seen on all on the jersey when we take the photos. Making sure the jersey is fitting correctly. Uh, they get fitted for their jersey and training kit that day as well. Um, and yeah, basically have this year we'll have a station set up for the women. Um, on white, we'll have a men's station on white, a men's station on black, and we tend to set up a, a bit of a mock locker room as well and do some kind of emotive shots within that as well. Um, so we're kind of coordinating efforts with the photographers at the moment. We'll be on there uh, on the day with uh, a shot list ready to go uh, to brief the photographers and get them kind of up to speed with with what we intend to do and also kind of uh, look over their shoulder just to make sure that, as I said before, all, all sponsors and stuff are straight and there's no no issues in regards to the jerseys and how they're kind of being portrayed at all. Yeah. Um, because obviously so we, we tend to use those for all our graphics and, and that kind of stuff. So we want to make sure that that's the best possible representation moving forward. Yeah. So you're hands-on with that. Um, and so how many team members in your creative team will be on all hands on deck at that point. Yes. Yeah, so all three of us will be there um, on the day. So we'll have myself um, kind of coordinating our main uh, shoot on white. Uh, we'll then have uh, Sadie, one of my designers. She'll be on another station. She'll be making sure that, you know, that, that all the same things are being checked over on that station. And then I've got um, my newest designer, Harry. He'll be stepping in to 
um, just make sure that we're getting everything that we require. So basically standing around with a checklist, um, you know, making sure that we tick off Cameron Munster, for example, making sure he does white. Black. Oh, so he's in the team. Yeah. Write that one down, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, according to Joey, he's playing six, isn't he? <laughs> well, you'll we'll know by this time anyway. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, whether he's going white, black, and then into the the locker room. So just ticking those off as we go to make sure we've got every possible player in every scenario, so that we can kind of cover all of our bases. So. Um, yeah, we'll be there on the day, kind of directing them around and um, yeah, making sure that everything happens. And, you know, that's just one part of the day. There's also a whole commercial side to that as well. Um, we've got a whole thing that we need to do with a lot of our partners and uh, a lot of sponsorship deliverables and, and that kind of thing on that day as well, uh, which the players will get. And then, you know, they've got uh, things like media calls and, and those kind of things in and around that day as well, which they need to jump into. Um, they need to, you know, the most we, the more we can get done on that day, the better, essentially. And then the guys can just worry about um, all their training and preparation for for the games ahead. So, yeah, yeah. Is do you um, like once those shots are are taken and and you receive them, do you like distribute them? Like, are they are there images yep. then that need to go to certain parties as well for for them to use as their assets? Yeah, so uh, our photographers um, have relationships with uh, a website Give a shout out. NRL Imagery. Uh, it's Kurt Thompson and Scott Davis. Yep. Uh, I think I have mentioned both those guys before. Yep. Um, both pro- very much professionals at what they do. Uh, but the um, uh, they'll basically share images with NRL Imagery um, so that uh, people within the NRL have access to that. Um, you'll then see those on, you know, for our, their game day activations and those kind of things. Those are the images they use for the big screen animations mm-hmm. and and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, they're shared with. Uh, we get we basically once they're taken, send a whole bunch of images off to get etched. Um, it's we need them too quickly to be able to do it ourselves, so we, we sure. send, them, yep. send them off overseas to get them done within 24 hours so that we can start using them as quickly as possible to start uh, pumping out some social assets and um, that kind of stuff. So uh, those are the, once we send those off, those are also the images that end up on um, NRL.com, all those kind of etched kind of headshots with players with hands on hips um, when you go into the player profiles of each of those. Um, So yeah, they'll get distributed far and wide. Um, any partners that might need them, all those kind of things. So we'll have a, we basically have a Dropbox set up, ready to go to, to kind of pass on uh, to those that those that need it urgently. Um, and it's it's worth mentioning too that because we are not a club, we, um, you know, we don't have access to the players a great deal. Um, it, it is difficult for us sometimes to to get these guys in a, in a maroon jersey um, before camp. So this is our one real opportunity to kind of capture as much as possible in that single day. Um, yeah. But because this is our opportunity and our game is then only a week and a half away, we've got to basically take all these images, get them etched, get them into the graphics that we hopefully will have pre-prepared and ready to go as much as possible and start kind of churning that stuff out once we get all of that stuff in. So you know, if we intend on using um, player images on lockers, for example, we have to wait to those days to get all of those images done and etched and onto those 
into those locker designs, put onto those lockers, sent off to print, printed, and then back in the dressing rooms by game day. So, um, <laughs> heck yeah, yeah, it's it's quite the um, quite crazy. the task to turn that around so quickly. Um, but yeah, this is my eighth series now, so we're um, we're pretty good at it at this point. Yeah. Get into the sports industry, they say. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. super fun, they say. It's all prep work and then last-minute rush work. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, over the next couple of weeks, it's all signage, social, um, any kind of partner deliverables that we have. We've got a launch for our, our team on, on Tuesday, um, our teams, I should say, on Tuesday. Um, and basically I'm working with our, in amongst all of this coordination at the moment, I'm working with our motion designer on uh, putting together a whole bunch of graphics for that as well. Uh, that's Harry Hesselden. Yep. Um, yeah, shout out to him as well. He does some great work for us. And um, yeah, so we're, I've literally just got a message from him whilst talking yeah. um, <laughs> that we're, you know, coordinating all that stuff in the background as well. Yeah. Do you get the guys in multiple um, jerseys as well? Like I know we've mentioned the Indigenous one. I think we we did want to touch on the Captain's Run one as well. Um, yep. Are you getting shots of them in all of those items? Yep. So we won't get every player in each jersey and that kind of thing. We'll kind of pick and choose a couple of players to wear specific jerseys for any marketing collateral that we do. Yeah. Um, but we'll do. we'll likely do another push on the Indigenous jersey at some stage during the series. So um, when we did the initial push, we didn't have the opportunity to, as I said, we don't have access to players a lot of the time Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of the time when we want them, they are playing NRL and unavailable to us. Um, So we will basically reach out to them. um, Well, during the the photo shoot, we'll get them to throw a uh, jersey on and, kind of capture that and then we can do another marketing push, you know, with the plays in the kit and, and that kind of thing as well. Um, obviously the captain's run jersey was released this year. Again, without access to players, we had to release that jersey with no talent actually featuring within the jersey. It was purely just a a feature um on that. And I've got to give a shout out to again uh Kurt Thompson who who put that one together um along with uh Joel uh Bankier to to kind of piece that uh, piece together and uh, they did a great job in in kind of uh, putting together a video piece that showcased a jersey without a player in it um, and so yeah we'll use that opportunity to obviously captains run it's great to get daily uh, wearing that um, so mm-hmm. if daily's in the squad we will be <laughs> getting a photo of daily in the <laughs> in the jersey as well yeah yeah, sweet. And did you have anything more actually to talk about on that, on that captain's run jersey? And I think it was released a little while ago now, but um, I'm sure you're a little bit passionate about it. Yeah, so that was a uh, another design that I kind of threw together um, last year. Um, funnily enough, we initially had it as uh, vertical stripes uh, dividing the the three colours. We had the like we've got a two-tone maroon on each side. Mm. One's a lighter, one's a darker. And then we've got a white, uh, we had a white stripe kind of down the middle. Yeah. It was something different that we were playing with. What we found though was putting like, because the, the jersey actually features every club name in Queensland. So it's not just the Post Plus Cup clubs. It's not the BMD Premiership clubs. It is every single junior, senior 
tier one club within Queensland features on that jersey. Um, so that was um, particularly difficult when we were just trying to design it as vertical stripes because with the longer names, they'd take up like a full row and trying <laughs> to fit 50-odd, 60-odd clubs in a particular section was getting increasingly difficult. Yeah. Um, so we went back to the drawing board and uh, basically the Chevron design, uh, which it landed on, uh, was taken from the essentially from the middle of the QRL logo. So um, the mm. basically because it represents every club in Queensland, we want it to be a jersey for Queensland. So we took the Chevron from the middle of that QRL logo, smacked it on the middle of the jersey, and that gave us the division between the sections. And the top section is all the northern clubs. The cent- center section is all the central clubs, and the bottom section is all the southeast clubs. Um, so that's a little bit of background into that. And um, we'll be doing a couple of little other things uh, to kind of highlight each player's um, club on their jersey when they wear it for captain's run as well. Um, so, so stay tuned for that one because it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. Okay, neat ass. Wow. Well, there's a fair bit there that um, that you've been working on. There's no doubt, no surprise there. Why you you've got some late nights <laughs> <laughs> and some more yeah. ahead of you. Um, it's a busy, busy time of year. Yeah, certainly gives a little bit more of a peek into what it's like down in the trenches. Um, Have you seen some of these graphics, Mason? Which ones particularly are you talking about? Uh, just the ones talking about this year with all these 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. How good. I love the love the grain in them, mate. Um, yeah. Usually with these 80s ones, hey, you, it's either the neon or grain, whereas yep. both of them together here um no, so gotta cool. give, give credit to our uh, newest designer harry on that one he um he, he came up trumps and uh yeah really put the put the grain in it um there's more photoshop layers in each of those files than there probably should be uh, <laughs> are they labeled but, <laughs> i'm actually designer, a labeler. Right? i'm a i'm a labeler i like to keep yes. everything organized you're not a labeler mason uh, um, get out <laughs> i am too We've just never operated in Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um yeah, I think the graphics have come together well. Um, you know, we all play our part, we all have our roles um in each of it. Like uh Sadie's just pumped out the both team rooms and the the dressing room, uh the women's dressing yeah. room for us while I've been kind of locked away in planning meetings and all the rest of it for the last couple of weeks. Um you know, I've had an opportunity to jump back on the tools over the last couple of weeks in, you know, doing the some of the dressing room stuff, and I'll be pumping out a lot of social assets over up over the next couple of weeks as well. So, uh, the funny thing is, you know, the same time we're doing all this stuff, the other stuff doesn't stop. So we've still got all of our cup competitions running in the background. We've still got all the requests coming in from QRL from. Uh, various assets that they require in terms of marketing and you know capability statements and uh our well-being things and you know we're doing rounds to celebrate um certain occasions assets kind of pop up um in in amongst all of this origin stuff yeah we lost you just for a minute there that's all right though (laughs) cool 
that's okay. <laughs> Sounds busy. <laughs> Where yeah. was I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just going back to the the online social stuff, I'm particularly looking at a post uh, from the 2nd of March, which has got Xavier Coates's um, 50 NRL games. Um, yeah. And just the level of detail that's in that five zero, you, pr- yeah. you know, if you're just scrolling through, you're probably not really paying attention. But if you go and look at it, like you've got that, the Chrome outlines contouring the fifty. Um, then you've got that, uh, the, like the reflective light hitting the you know top right of the five portion of the fifty. Then you've also got the grain fading through. It's not like a. Um, perfect seamless transition as well it's got some ebbs and flows to it not only vertically but also you know from the edges in it's kind of got a bubble type look to it too like there's just so much going on there that for someone who probably just sees this and doesn't appreciate the level of um art and detail that has gone into it you really wouldn't um you know wouldn't understand I was actually looking at something like that and sort of thinking, do you guys use any 3D stuff, any 3D software or not at the moment at all? No, yeah, no, not at the moment. I would like to. I would like to kind of start bringing in a little bit more of that. Um, I know that um, Harry's experimented with it a little bit this year in some of the um, Host Plus Cup stuff that he's been doing. Um, but yeah, it's. There is a lot of detail in it. The um, yeah. all the graphics Amazing. look great, and yeah, I can't, I can't credit the team enough with you know what we've pushed out this year and what we continue to push out every year. Um, it's yeah, it's it's fun to do this kind of stuff. Like this is the this is the stuff you can really kind of sink your teeth into, and um, you know we've tried to replicate this look across all of our signage and that kind of stuff as well, which has been tough. Um, because, you know, as soon as you take these Photoshop files and blow them up to blow you 20 times the size, uh, things start to get hectic. Um, but, yeah, no, we've really done a great job in, in pulling, putting all this together. And, yeah, the, the team deserves a massive wrap and a massive pat on the back for, for everything that we're doing and continue to do. And um, hopefully you'll see more and more of it throughout the series. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. This is completely off topic but i've i've just come across a post from the 13th of april which has got kane's crew which i think is a push for membership drive <laughs> so the the classic kane toad has made made a bit of a comeback but where did this come from whose idea was this mate uh so this was our uh, marketing team home alone one? With these. <laughs> yeah yeah um fun fact that is actually me in the cane suit in a Get it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so yeah, that uh, Charlie's Angels one you can see there. Uh, oh, where, what, what date is that one? And I'm looking at Lion King Bref- Breakfast Club, Lethal Weapon, okay. yep, yep, Back to the Future. If you scroll down a little bit, there's another one that's Home Alone. Um, oh, there we go, Charlie's <laughs> Angels. <laughs> So that uh, Charlie's Angels, that knee pop, I've actually, I was ice skating that weekend and fell over and I've got a sore knee, hence why the knee is stuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a, um idea from our marketing team. Obviously, the Canes crew was a bit of a hit with our fans last year and that famous footage of Jai on the, the win after game three, wearing the, still wearing the Cane Toad hat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so we wanted to kind of do something and I rather than just whacking up a whole bunch of posters I thought let's keep it in that 80s vein and throw them in a VHS and um, keep that train rolling um, so where did you get these photos did you preempt these photos and get them done at last year's origin we have a shoot at the beginning of each year with about two, uh, three or four players okay um, so we actually pay the players to come in um, and do a shoot for us yep um, so yeah we kind of um, yeah got an opportunity to to do these ones and with select players but yeah I think they they turned out uh, pretty well the um i particularly like the breakfast club with um yes <laughs> you've, you've kept, emilio, uh, emilio, emilio in, in the there yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good so good um, i i just had one more question and it sure. was just around the using that 80s chrome faded look were there any concerns of swaying too pink when you're trying to fade from the maroon to the white and yeah. was that something that you came to a conclusion that, that this was a good area to stick to? Or, um, yeah, was there any pushback in that in that sense? There was some pushback and, um, yeah, we kind of, I think, came to a good space in that, you know, you shine light onto that, like even our maroon jerseys that sits at the moment and you do get a kind of pink tinge to it, like there is that kind of transition from that that shine of light. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's something that we definitely considered, but it's it's now something that we're kind of, especially in our graphics, kind of owning um, mm-hmm. because particularly with this um, 80s style and, and that kind of thing, you, you do anything neon in maroon and it comes out pink. Um, yep. I've yep. got a light on my desk that's an LED light and I've got it colored maroon and when you color it, it, it's like it's like a ready kind of pink so we're kind of just owning it um it's i th- i think it works um you know the the places that it does appear pink is that transition from that white to to maroon so it it, it is like it it's a white um a white light kind of shine transition yep. kind of gradient um so yeah i i think we're trying to keep obviously predominantly maroon, but I think the um, the kind of transition, the kind of pink gradient, uh, definitely kind of makes it pop a little bit. And um, it was initially a lot more pink. I had to kind of reel it in <laughs> um, in that space, but yeah, I think we we landed in a good spot. And um, you know, I think a lot of those graphics kind of, especially make the light that is shining look a lot more realistic if it does have that kind of pink kind of shining through as well, given that that's realistically how it would look if it was, you know, mm. if any of these things were were real and we weren't pulling the veil over everyone's eyes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I'm all origined up, ready to go. Keen for this. Get ready. Go the Maroons. Keen for this uh, year. I think we're um, after the, after the John's Blue that happened earlier in the week. Uh, love to see, love to, love to see the, the Blues fighting each other and, and the Maroons going about their business. It's great. Yeah, we, we might have to get Matty a jersey. <laughs> Do it. He said he's already got some in his cupboard. Yeah, apparently. I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> get a hashtag going, show us your jersey. Yep. Uh, all right, let's, let's move on um, to our famous 
very popular, well-named segment. Hey, 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 guys, check check out this design. Um, and I wanted to do a big shout out this week to uh, Jersey Tragic for his page on Instagram. Um, I know that he's been mentioned multiple times on this podcast, but uh, particularly been catching my eye lately with some fun team swap content. Um, and earlier this week, posting uh, a, a great visual representation of the obscurities of the NRL Premiership logo, something that we'd talked about in an earlier episode um, and um, it definitely spruced some good conversation on his page on that post. So keep up the good work, Jersey Tragic, and um, I think he admittedly said that he's going to work on using the NRL logo in its correct form for all mock-ups going forward. So. <laughs> yes. good it's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> Absolutely not at all. And that pretty much wraps up today's app. Uh, if we have missed anything, any of the Indigenous designs that were worth talking about, uh, please let us know. If you agree or disagree, um, you can send your mail to nickbassett at nickbassettcomplaints.com.au. <laughs> um, or if you just want to say good day to us, you can via messaging, commenting, or tagging us at our podcast Instagram page, Field of Design Podcast, or email Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com. This is uh, from Mount Wellington on Instagram in return of the 90s Suns kit mentioned in Sean Castellines' episode. Uh, 90s kit here at the time, it was the Charlotte Hornets. They were only ever popular because of their uniforms, referring to the Suns, I believe. Um, Some of those 90s basketball jerseys, eh? they're crazy. Uh, who was the one that had mountains all over it? That was Utah, wasn't it? Yeah, Jazz, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, some of those 90s ones, yeah, they're just classics for Peak. how much of a bit of an eyesore some of them are, but how great they I are. Remember playing a Charlotte Hornets on NBA Jam? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it just it's peak, it's peak NBA period in my mind. Like that's when the culture really started to shift to – what you know from a basketball jersey today. Yeah. You know, they started, you know, maybe late 80s, early 90s, you know, through that period. That's when jerseys start to be worn, you know, walking down the street and whatever else. So peak, peak. Uh, from Lachlan Box on Instagram, uh, also in response to our episode with Sean, just finished listening to this week's pod. No, it's probably not ideal for you guys, but I love the longer runtime. Great insight from Sean too. Uh, well, we certainly haven't reached that, but I think we're getting pretty close to an extended <laughs> episode and, and we even expressed through um, about nine pages of our, our run sheet. So, um, and it's hopefully. 9.42 and we're all going back to work after this. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and lastly, also in response to uh, our episode with Sean, this is from MD Stew on Instagram. Get him back on for his collection. Yes, it is in the calendar for another time to we get will. him back on to talk about his collection of jerseys. All right. Well, that wraps us up, guys. Uh, thank you for all those listening at home. Follow our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast and don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when new episodes drop. 
Don't forget to leave us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast catcher. How many series have Queensland won? Ever? Uh, we've won a lot. Um, okay, a lot of stars. I don't stars. actually have the number off the top of my head, but let's go five because there's five Origin games this year. I like it. Is that why they've kept the the um, the women at two so that it's still an odd number and we can claim an all encompassing origin win? I honestly don't know. <laughs> yep, great. And he's just leaving it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to my co-hosts, Nick and Cal, this evening. Yeah. Thanks, right. mate. Good Thanks to uh, chat with you again. And yeah. cheers. We'll chat to the listeners next week. Enjoy. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye.